The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and Arizona. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today to receive a $1,000 risk-free sports bet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Check out the new PropSwap.com and use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. We're also brought to you by PrizePix. PrizePix is DFS simplified. Head over to PrizePix.com and use promo code SGP for a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the head-to-head matchups. Download the app today or just head to betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I am Talon Jenkins, joined with our hosts. We have Ryan Gilbert and Joel Meyer. How uh, how are we doing tonight, boys? Doing all right tonight, Talon, after a nice uh, Flyers 3-0 shutout loss. Kind of disappointing <laughs> there. Hopefully to get hopefully get, uh, get some spirits back going with some, with some picks and bets for Thursday and Friday. Yeah, it always hurts cheering for the, the Leafs, but that's what you got to do when that's the right side, right? So... Nice to win that one, plus some nice college football victories too. So yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, you got to be what two and zero in your last two times gambling with Toronto with me, bud. That's uh, you're the good luck charm we needed, maybe. Yeah, like I said last time, you know, if there's a strong angle, I gotta bet it, even <laughs> if it means cheering for the Leafs. <laughs> Fair enough, guys. Well, before we get going here, uh, we'll do what we always do. Everybody go out, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Lots of awesome stuff there, article-wise, especially with uh, college basketball kicking off. Uh, definitely some good insight there. I was just reading some articles. I'm not that big of a basketball guy, but I followed and tailed some people and won a bit of money today. So pretty happy about that. Uh, as well, check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack group. Uh, shout out to all of our pals in the Slack group. Again, same kind of thing. Lots of awesome stuff. Different sports, too. Not just hockey. Good place for basketball, football, college football. They got everything. If they don't got it, you don't need it. So check out the uh, Slack group there. And uh, where can everybody find us here, Ryan? Uh, you can find, uh, just search the Hockey Gambling Podcast, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Or a quick link for Apple is sg.pn slash hockey. And for Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. And yeah, join us in the Slack there. Got a great got a great group there going. I threw some uh, winning props in for the Flyers, Giroux and Atkinson to have more than two and a half shots. So that kind of took this thing off the loss there. Those, those are bets that we can't make now because the lines aren't out. But join the Slack. We'll we'll throw them in there before game time. You can get them in, get some more winners. Beauty. Well, we'll uh, we'll jump right into our last show. Uh, locks, dogs, and totals here. I think uh, I think Joel probably did the best out of the three of us again. So by all means, bud, you're up here. 
Yeah, I ended up uh, losing a bit of money on the day because my other pick didn't go so well. But at least uh, the picks I liked best won. Um, yeah, the Knights was was an interesting game, beating the Kraken 4-2, to two, I believe. Um, they were losing at one point, but uh, Dadnov scored quickly. Uh, I got to say, though, the Kraken, they're, they, like I said before, all the analytics guys, they loved the Kraken before the season. They, they thought they would you know, get comfortably into the playoffs. 96, 97 points, and uh, that is not panned out, and it is wanting money because every time there's a cracking game, the line moves towards them because all these so-called sharps are betting them, but it, it just gives us a better line against them, even though they're they're horrible on the road. I mean, they lost to the Coyotes too. So yeah, I'm I'm loving this this uh, little little run I got going, fading these uh, analytics guys on the cracking. Fading the nerds, eh? Exactly. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll jump in. I got uh for my lock last week. I got pooched pretty good. The uh the Bruins. I had them puck line minus one point five against Ottawa. These guys win. Uh, what was it four to three? I think the final was or three to two or something like that. How the hell do you only beat Ottawa by one when you're the red hot Boston Bruins? Yeah, it was a three two final. Ottawa took a one nothing lead too, which is really disappointing to see. Yeah, that one hurts. Yeah, that, that's what Ottawa does, right? It just fucks up your bet. <laughs> yeah, we've it's been saying this for, for a few shows now, and we're we're still betting against them. It's just screwing <laughs> us. Every time, I, sorry, but every time I bet for them, I get absolutely pooched. Every time I bet against them, they play the game of their goddamn lives. So I'm just not touching the Sens games at all for the rest of the year. Yeah, speaking of screwing us, I had the Panthers as my lock. They, I thought Bobrovsky was going to start. He dressed. He he backed up Spencer Knight in the second half of back-to-back after a tough loss to the Rangers. Even tougher loss, 7-3 to the Devils on Tuesday night. They had a lead in the game. I thought they'd pull it out, but it was a tough, tough loss there for my Panthers. So we're one for three on our locks last show. Uh, we did a little bit better on our dogs, though, here. Uh, Joel, who do you have? I had the Canes. Uh, they were the much better team throughout that game. They were they went behind, and I think that Ryan and uh, Go Paragats in the slack, they capitalized on the live bet and got them at plus 200 plus. So that was great for them, but I'm, I'm happy to get that win there. I got screwed in the two or three other overtimes, but but this one came through. Even though um, uh, they scored twice in overtime, but one was uh, ruled back for offside, I believe. But <laughs> it gets there in the end. That's all that matters. No, for sure. I wasn't watching the game, but I was checking out the Slack group, and I'm looking at my phones blowing up. You guys are all going nuts about an offside call. I'm like, holy shit, what happened? <laughs> Well, I got a little bit lucky last night, but it was a bit of a nail-biter. Uh, I had the Anaheim Ducks as my dog against uh, the Vancouver Canucks. They were up 2 nothing with about, I want to say like, what, six or five minutes left in the third period. Gave up a goal and then got scored on with about, like, 40 seconds left or something like that for uh, for Vancouver to tie it to bring it to overtime. Lucky they were uh, able to get it done in OT for me, but still, that was a pretty gutsy win. Yeah, speaking of live bets, I bet the Canucks there at, uh, when they were down on a goal, plus 175, and thought I was in the money there. They tied the game, and uh, <laughs> there was actually uh, uh, an occasion where uh, the Ducks had like five players on the ice in the 3v3 overtime, so I was screaming for a penalty, <laughs> yeah. but it didn't happen. And then, of course, 20 seconds later, the Ducks score on the break. Yeah, I had that live bet on the Canes. I, I got that. That was a good win. But also, like like you, Joel, I took the live bet on the on the Canucks, which did not pan out. And unfortunately, my underdog of the Flyers at plus 110 could not get it done against the Maple Leafs. And the thing that makes it worse is I was considering taking the Sharks as huge dogs against the Flames. And of course, they won 4-1. So just add insult to injury there. Well, we didn't do too much better on our totals either. <laughs> so, Joel, what do you have? 
Well, I had the Oilers Red Wings game over six and a half. I personally bet it over six, so I pushed, but I, I still graded it as a loss because, you know, that's the line. Um, yeah, I think this deserved to go over, though, based on how basically the, the Red Wings just dominated the Oilers for two periods, and uh, Stuart Skinner held them in the game. I think he had like 38, 39 saves, something crazy. Yeah, so the rings should have, uh, I think their expected goals is like five plus. Uh, and the Oilers, of course, you know, they can score. So, yeah, that's a rough one. But uh, I'm happy with that bet the way it panned out. And actually, one of the, when you see the, the Oilers uh, uh, give up that goal, like Stuart Skinner, he, he, he played the puck behind the net oh. and uh, came out in front to the empty empty net for the Dylan Larkin there. So that was a gift. But still, there should have been more goals than that. That ended up. Being in the game winner too, which was frustrating because I, I was on pretty heavy heavy on the Oilers last night and they they disappointed me. But oh well, can't help but feel for the guy. I think that's like the first or second start of his entire career, and to have something like that happen, that's a oh that's he just played hard. well. It's just that one the one mistake. You know that's what they say about goalies, right? They never remember the saves you make, but if you let in a shitty goal like that, it'll live forever. But the kid will bounce back. He played well. Uh, I think I actually got burnt tonight for my total. I had the Nashville-Dallas under 5.5. I think Nashville sneaked in an empty netter with about 45 seconds left to burn me again. So that was a a little bit of a heartbreak there in a 4-2 final. Yeah, I I didn't go over. I hit my total. I had the uh, Canes-Lightning under 5.5. Hit hit fairly easily. It was wasn't a goal goal scored until halfway through the second period two one game in overtime so i'm glad i got that win there yeah very true that helps the cause a little bit eh yeah never want to go over so good good to get a, a win there go one and two all right well we'll uh we'll jump into some nhl news here obviously not too much has happened since the last day and a half that we talked but uh we do have a couple big stories that are developing here it looks like Colorado Avalanche, Nathan McKinnon suffers a lower body or lower body injury against Columbus on Saturday, and he's expected to miss about three weeks. Just kind of can't catch a break out there in uh, Colorado. What do you think, Joel? Yeah, just when we're getting everybody back, you know, Devontae comes back, Kale McCarr is returning, Nikushin, uh, whatever, how you say the Russian's name. Um, they're all coming back. But just when that happens, of course, you lose our best player. Uh, you know he hasn't been dominating players like he like he usually does, but you know of course he's he's still over a point per game, and uh, yeah, losing him uh, when we're already struggling, we're below 500 now. So yeah, this is rough, but uh, I'd rather have this happen early on in the season and get this out of the way as long as uh, you know injuries don't keep occurring like this. Yeah, it's 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 bad for now. And, and you know what? If they keep losing, it just gets better prices because I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the Avs uh, Stanley Cup future to go go down. But it, it, it stays at five to one, six to one at best. And then, <laughs> like the bookies, they, they're they they're not buying the, the Avs a uh, little uh, slow started here. Like they're uh, they're being stubborn. So I, I can't get a price on the on the Avs to win it all yet. But hopefully, you know, we'll lose a few games and then uh, maybe we'll get better odds going forward. But for now, yeah, the, the, this sucks for the next few weeks. Those pesky jackets took two from uh, the Avs and they took McKinnon out as well. But the one good thing for them, just looking at their schedule ahead, they don't play any really teams that you look at and say like, they're tough. They play Canucks, Sharks, at Canucks, at the Kraken, Senators, Ducks, at the Stars, Predators, and they begin December 
with a back-to-back in Toronto and Montreal. I mean, he could be back by then. I mean, it's just, it's always unfortunate to see someone go down, especially someone as good as McKinnon, but hopefully they can kind of keep, keep up against kind of bad teams with, without him, or they can lose a few times for you, Joel, and get get their uh, future bets at a better price. Yeah, it's a good thing to look forward to, eh? If, uh, if they do start struggling a little bit, because that's a team that, let's face it, they're going to be a playoff team no matter what. And once they get in, it doesn't matter. They're in the, uh, they'll start doing some damage. Think about McKinnon, though. He's played eight games and he still has 10 points already. <laughs> like, what, one goal, nine assists for a total of 10 points in eight games played. I think he missed the first two or three games of the year for COVID. Still outrageous numbers, eh? Yeah, he's the, I would say he's the third best player in the league, maybe second. Um, yeah, uh, he, he's he's getting frustrated too. He's not getting the puck luck. Like he should be scoring more goals, but uh, it's just the the shots a little bit off, and you know that that affects your numbers. But uh, he hasn't taken over games like he was, you know, in the last few years. But that'll happen. You know, once once he gets healthy again, he'll he'll start dominating. Yeah, he for had, sure. He had ten points in his first seven games, but no, he's 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 not dominating like Joel says. I mean, that 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 just shows shows how good Nathan McKinnon is. He can just kind of go out there, put up a seven game point streak, and like he's not even at the top top of his game. <laughs> just no big deal, eh? Yeah. All right, moving down here, we have a uh, another kind of big milestone here for uh, the Russian machine. Alexander Ovechkin in Washington ties Brett Hall for the fourth most goals of all time with seven hundred and forty one. Guys, always 153 games away from beating Gretzky's uh, goal total of 894. Uh, like, why would you retire until you beat that total? He's going to beat it, barring a goddamn catastrophe. Ovi's numbers this season are absolutely incredible. He has, in 12 games, he has 11 goals, 10 assists, 21 points. He's he's a man on a mission right now. He's trying to he's trying to beat that record this season, but yeah, he's definitely <laughs> he's definitely going to get there unless something there's some major injury or something like that. But Ovi seems to be fully on pace for that. We see some 40 year olds playing strong out there. There's no reason to think Ovi can't get it done in these next few seasons. I saw before the season that uh, his odds to catch Gretzky or or surpass him were like plus 245. But I'm sure those have shrunk significantly because the way he started this season. Um, and he's doing this all without Nicholas Backstrom, who's still injured. Uh, with Backstrom out there, he's always feeding him these goals. So once he gets back, he's going to he's gonna keep going like he is right now. And yeah, like like you guys, uh, I do think he gets to Gretzky's. Uh, I don't know whether to cheer for him or against him. You know, it's uh, I love Gretzky and, you know, it's a, it's a point of Canadian pride. Um <laughs> But uh, at the same time, it's good to watch history happen. Like uh, I'm reminded of um, last season, uh, Garrett Mueller in the Bundesliga. If you'll allow me to talk about some soccer, <laughs> <laughs> he's had he's had the 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 goals record for for uh, decades there in Germany. But Robert Lewandowski there, he beat it last year. And at the same time, like I wanted a German to keep that record, but at the same time, he beat it with the last second or the last uh, minute of the last game in the, in the season. So it's just great to see something like that happen. You watch history happen. Like he's gonna have that record for a long time, and the same things can happen with Ovi. I think like when you see that goal happen when he passes Gretzky, that'll be something to remember. Yeah, for sure, dude, hundred percent. This like in my obviously this is subjective and opinion wise, but in my opinion, like 
Alexander Ovechkin probably could go down as one of, if not the best goal scorers of all time in NHL history. Like the, the fact that he's doing what he's doing in a league where goaltending's a bit better now, the fact that the competition's a little bit harder too. And keep in mind, this guy has missed time, right? Like he missed probably a season and a half based on lockouts, two seasons, like two half seasons based off COVID alone. If you had those already back in, I say he'd already be knocking at the door, no? Yeah, that's interesting to think about. He's he's missed time, like you said, and he's still up there. And he's a guy that I feel like at this point in his career, almost everyone across the league respects. Like as a Flyers fan, there were times where I was like, I still hate Crosby. I, I can respect him, but I still <laughs> I still hate Crosby. But like I don't I don't hate Ovechkin to like to, to that same level. Like when he won the cup, it was like, okay, good for him. He he was knocking the door. Good for him. He he enjoyed it all summer long, so that was good good to see. And yeah, Ovechkin, he's gonna be one of the best goal, goal scorers in the game because comparing today's game to like how goalies played 15, 20, 30 years ago was completely different with them all standing up. But obviously, Gretzky was incredible, and I think Ovechkin is is gonna catch him. Yeah, we'll have to. Uh... Had to be patient, I suppose, and see how this plays out. Maybe it's not a matter of uh, if, if, but a matter of when. Ready to win money and boost your odds? WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, and Virginia. We're bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and more. WinBet has some brand new bonuses. New users can bet $1 and win $100 on any sport. Plus, you can get up to $1,500 as a free bet on WinBet if you make a first deposit of $20 or more. Whatever your first wager is, WinBet will match it 200%. For example, if you bet $100, you'll get a $200 free bet. The max wager match is $750 for a $1,500 match. Why not use some of those bonuses to bet on our mortal locks this week? Great promos, odds, and payouts are happening right now at WinBet. From boosted parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport, we have what you need to win. Ready to play? Sign up today to receive a special offer, risk-free $1,000 sports bet. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com. We're brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Go check out the new PropSwap.com, which is packed with fresh features like filtering tickets based on value to find the best odds available. You can browse the activity feed to stay in the know, and there's a loyalty rewards program that turns sales into extra cash and much more. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit, and PropSwap will match it up to $500. If you love sports betting, you need to be using PropSwap. With PropSwap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money. It just needs to improve. When making your bets, always make sure to go for two. Make two tickets on the same team or player so you can sell one for a profit and keep one to leave yourself some skin in the game. Thousands of buyers across the country are shopping for tickets on PropSwap every day. Get started today by going to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app. PropSwap is where America buys and sells sports bets. Uh, moving down here, speaking to hot players in the NHL, I don't know how many people saw this one coming, but Troy Terry out of Anaheim, he uh, pops an overtime winner in the Canucks game uh, to extend his 12-game point streak. The guy has nine goals and seven assists for 16 points in the last in the, in the last 12 games. I I got to be honest with you, and I don't want to sound like an asshole here, like I didn't really know who Troy Terry was <laughs> going into this season, but I'm sure a lot of people do now. 
Um, I think I knew Troy Terra because he had he was kind of like the TJ Oshie of the World Juniors when he was in. I think it was 2017. He scored three shootout goals. I'm seeing here against Russia. So he was someone that like USA USA fans were looking forward to. But the start of his career, he had has not put up points at all. He had 20 points in 48 games last year and already has 16 and 13 this season. I mean, he's shooting 31%, which will definitely come down, but you know, he's still 24. This may be his breakout season before he enters his prime. Oh, you soft East coasters, not staying up late <laughs> to watch the darks games. Come on. Troy Terry, he's been doing it for a while, but uh, yeah, not like this. He, he's had a really hot start. Yeah. The ducks are actually surprising some teams. They're uh, coming out hot. And uh, hopefully they continue this because I, I like to see the Ducks do well with the, the young core group. Uh, uh, Zegers is doing well too. But yeah, Troy Terry, like that, this is the guy they need. Uh, they need to take over the mantle from the Getzloff era. And, uh, they need players like this. Personally, I'm just happy to, for uh, for John Gibson. He's having a bit of success this year. And this is a guy that's been a trooper in Anaheim for his entire career on a, a less than stellar team. I guess a nice way to say it. So it's good to see them having a good start to the season. All right, boys. Well, that pretty much covers our news. It's uh, we got a big Thursday slate ahead of us here with eleven games. I say, uh, I say we just jump right into it. Yeah, we got a huge slate here. Let's let's get right into it. All right, starting off on the docket, we got eleven games uh, for November the eleventh, Thursday. Uh, 11 game slate. We'll jump right into the seven o'clock spot here. We have the Edmonton Oilers against the Boston Bruins. The game itself is in Boston. It looks like Lannis Olmark is set, set to get the uh, the nod for the Bruins. Uh, Edmonton money line pays plus 125. Boston money line minus 145. The over under is set at six. Over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. Uh, Ryan, why don't you kick us off this week, bud? Yeah, this this game, this line here confuses me a little bit. I think they're kind of disrespecting the Oilers. I mean, they're they lost to Detroit on, on Tuesday night, but they're still nine and two. Only have two losses. Boston is is six and four. They are undefeated at home, five and zero. Oh, but I still haven't really been impressed by any of their wins, except their shootout win against Florida, which was the Panthers on the second half of back to back. They've all been huge favorites. They were minus three hundred against the Senators, and they scratched out a three two win. I think the Oilers are going to be looking to get get back in the win column after that that tough loss to Detroit. Um, I like the value here of of the Oilers at plus one twenty five. Uh, I'm on the other side here. I'm going back to the Bruins. I think that they are the better team. Um, five on five, the Oilers. You know they they have McDavid who can totally dig over a game, of course, but you can't expect that to happen every night. And the Bruins are. Uh, you know their top line is 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 superior to the Oilers' top line. So if if that matchup goes the Bruins' way, I expect them to get it done here. Uh, this is this is going to be power play city though. So we got the Oilers with their uh, nearly 50% power play going against the the Bruins, who are who are damn good themselves at uh, number seven in the league. So if there's going to be penalties, there's going to be goals. But the Bruins are also a uh, the best in the league at uh, expected goals against. So uh, they should be able to prevent the Oilers from scoring five and five at least. So as long as they stay out of the box, they should be fine. And uh, But they need better goaltending. I think that this bet depends on um, Swayman or Olmark to step up their game because so far the Bruins goaltending has been a big step down from uh, Tuka Rass so far. So uh, I like the Bruins here 
Yeah, a bit of level of concern in between the net. You're right, but I think uh, I think I'm right there with you, Joel. Boston, uh, Boston's looked pretty good this year so far. Not to take anything away from Edmonton, but the Bruins also are five zero and zero at home this year. They've let or yet to lose a game in TD Garden. So, based on that and the Boston faithful, I think it's safe to say that uh, I like the Bruins at minus one forty five. Uh, moving down, next game, 7 p.m. slot, we have the Calgary Flames against the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, looks like Calgary Moneyline pays off minus 140. Oh, sorry, the game is in Montreal before I jump in there. Uh, Calgary Moneyline pays off minus 140. Montreal Moneyline plus 120. The over-under is set at 5.5. The overpays minus 105. The underpays minus 115. Now, this is game one of a back-to-back for Calgary here. I believe they have Toronto the next day on the, uh, on the Friday. But still, at minus 140... I don't see how you don't just take the Flames money line here. Yeah, I'm absolutely right there with you. That they're coming off a disappointing loss, but I mean Montreal's bad. They they've lost three in a row. They've lost five of six. They're they've they're th- only have three wins on the season. Calgary's the sixth best offensive team at three point four goals a game. Second best defensive team at two point two goals a game. Canadians are kind of opposite that. It does scare me a little bit with the Flames on the road, but they are five and one away this season, while Montreal is two five and one at home. I think there's a lot of value here at Calgary on the money line and possibly on the regulation line as well. Yeah, Montreal's just bad. They're a bad team. <laughs> they can't score, and they're not getting the goaltending to uh, make up for their uh, lackluster defense, and that's a bad combination. So uh, I do like Calgary here, but I like the under five and a half a little better. Because uh, the Flames are content winning 2-1, 3-2 games. Daryl Sutter, he's the kind of coach who, who teaches his players to play that way. And uh, yeah, Canadians can score. Flames can score and protect the lead. So I, I like the under 5.5 year best. I'm going to renege that regulation bet that's only paying plus 105. But I do like the puck line minus 1.5, plus 175. A lot of Calgary's wins have been by multiple goals. 6 nothing, 4 nothing, 4 nothing, 5-3, 5-1. Montreal has lost by multiple goals a handful of times as well. So I think the money line is, is 140 is great value, but the plus 175 in the puck line is, is good too. Yep, pretty good point. Um Honestly, I was kind of with Joel there, too. I was actually looking into the under, and obviously we all know Markson's been pretty red hot lately. Now, I'm not sure if he'll get the nod. They might be uh, holding him off for the the second game of the back-to-back there. But even Jake Allen, I know obviously the, he hasn't had much of a decor in front of him, but the guy's still got like a .918 save percentage, I think. He's just getting peppered with shots, so not much he could do on that one. But I don't hate the under there at 5.5. Uh, moving down here again at the 7 p.m. slate, we have the New York Islanders against the New Jersey Devils. The game itself is in New Jersey. It looks like New York money line pays off minus 130. New Jersey money line plus 115. Uh, the over/under is set at 5.5. Overplays plus 105. The under minus 125. Uh, what are you thinking here, Joel? I'm thinking that the New Jersey Devils just won their Super Bowl. The <laughs> They beat the Red Hot Panthers, shut them down. They won 7-3 to three to score at will. But I think they used up all their puck luck in that game, and, and the Islanders are a team that's going to shut you down. They're not going to allow those soft goals that uh, they scored against the Panthers. And uh, I like this better if Sorokin's starting, but Varlamov is one of the best backups in the league, so it really doesn't matter who's starting. I love the Islanders here. At DraftKings, you can see the price at minus 130. Best I can find in Canada is minus 132. So you can find minus 130. That's a steal. 
they're just the better team all across the lines. So you look at their top line, second line, third line, four line. Just look at the matchups. It's it's just ridiculous. Like Lee Barzal Bailey against Holtz, Hischer, and Pavel Zaka. That is a that is just a huge disadvantage for the Devils. Um, credit to Dawson Mercer though in the last game. He got a couple assists. The rookie for New Jersey, but. It's not going to happen against the Islanders. They're going to shut them down, win 3-1, 4-1, something like that. Yeah, those are good points there. I, I was leaning to the Devils kind of as as home dogs, see if they can ride ride the win against the Panthers. They also had the, had the shootout win in, in San Jose to close out their road trip. So I do lean, still lean towards the Devils at um, a plus 115, or if you can get better than that, just kind of, I feel like this is a toss-up game, but also looking at the total, I'm, I'm leaning to the under five and a half here. It's like you said, that the Islanders are going to play a tough defensive game. Uh, these are two teams that should be relatively low scoring, and they've they've played more under games than over games so far this season. Yeah, the under five and a half is already at minus 125, so clearly the bookies expect Oof. a low scoring game. I'm, uh, I don't know here, but like you said, guys, this one could have the potential to just be a toss up. On that alone, I'm kind of leaning a bit more towards New Jersey's way. They've been playing pretty well this year. Moneyline pays off plus 115. Uh, Mackenzie Blackwood, I think he's only had two starts or so this year. I believe he's expected to get the nod trying to find his game. I think he was uh, shut down for a little bit there. And uh, take what you will out of this. The Islanders have yet to win a division game this season. So maybe uh, maybe they're a little skeptical coming into the big games, and uh, especially in New Jersey, who I believe they're one or two one and one in division games so far this year. So we'll keep that in mind. Not necessarily a deal breaker, but at plus 115, I'm uh, I'm happy with New Jersey. Uh, another point to the under here is all four meetings last season in New Jersey went under as well as six of eight overall. And and one of the overs was a 5-1 win by the Islanders. So I feel like the under here is is it's a solid bet. Uh, moving down here again at the 7 p.m. slate. I don't even want to read this game after what I've been through the past week. But we got the Los Angeles Kings against the Ottawa Senators. The game itself is in Ottawa. Uh, LA money line pays off minus 110. Ottawa money line pays off minus 110. The over-under is set at 6. The over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. Now, i, I got to be fully honest. I don't want to touch this game with a 10-foot goddamn pole. But I know I'm going to do it. And I know I'm going to say fuck the Sens. And I'm going to take the LA Kings money line at minus 110. If this team burns me one more time... I don't even know what I'm going to do, dude. Yeah, as as a podcast, we've gotten screwed a lot by the Senators on both sides. But the Kings have won six in a row. Senators have lost five in a row. You kind of got to ride, ride the hot hand here, especially in a pick'em game. I'm trying to see here what the Kings on the puck line is to try to give us. Puck line is plus 200. Um, I feel like that's good value, especially because Matt Murray is not good. Not sure who's starting for the Kings, but I mean Peterson and Quick have both been solid this season. Another thing I'm looking at in this game is going to be at uh, Kings shot props or Senators save props. The Kings average 34 and a half shots a game. The Senators give up 34.4 shots a game. So if you can see save props, usually in the mid to high 20s, or you can get some player props at over two and a half or over three and a half. Kind of looking to, to those as well. Yeah, this is a game that I'm not likely to bet myself. But you got to ride at the Red Hot Kings here. Uh, yeah, you just keep betting against the Senators until they they cash you out. Uh, just do the Martingale, you know, just keep doubling your stake until it uh, <laughs> pays for itself. Um, 
yeah, the, the Kings are the the much better team. They're they're a team that I liked prior to the season, and uh, so far they've borne that out. They get in the goaltending, even though they've uh, lost some guys to injuries. They're they're still putting up the good numbers. So, yeah, I think that the Senators play up to their opponent, right? That they, they wanted to beat the Bruins because the Bruins are are the better team. So the Senators play up to them. But how are you going to come back from that against the Kings, right? The Kings are uh, they're not the team they once were. So it, it's hard to get up from that. So if I were to bet this game, I would bet the Kings, especially if Peterson starts. Yeah, I think Ottawa still has some uh, guys that are out because of COVID too. So the uh, the Kings at minus one ten here are pretty pretty handy bet. Uh, moving down again to the seven p.m. slot, we have the Florida Panthers against the Pittsburgh Penguins. The game itself is in Pittsburgh. Uh, looks like Florida money line pays off minus one twenty. Pittsburgh money line plus one hundred. The over under is set at six. Both over and under paying minus one ten. This one's kind of a bit of a toss-up here, guys. We've been saying it all year long that whenever, and even for the past 10 years, whenever Pittsburgh is missing a couple guys, they always kind of seem to rise to the occasion. Florida's been pretty decent this year. I know they're coming off a bit of a beating. uh, Seven goals against the Devils. Kind of shaky. With that being said, I'm leaning towards the under here. Uh, Under six, paying off minus 110. Bobrovsky's been red hot. Pittsburgh uh, seems to play up, like they said, when they're injured. The line set at six. It does give you a chance to push if it does hit that number. So it is a fairly safe bet. I'm riding my boy Bobrovsky. He's been pretty red hot. Yeah, my bet here is dependent on uh, Sergei Bobrovsky starting. If he does start, I do like the Panthers in this one. I mean, they've lost back-to-back games, but they're still 10-3. and three. Pittsburgh's 4-7. and seven. I got screwed with Bobrovsky not starting against the Devils. I think the Panthers, they had, had a day off. Got to like, regroup a little bit. And the Penguins, they're they're still missing their top guys. They beat the Flyers in overtime, but besides that, they've lost five of the past six games. So I feel like this is a great line for Florida at minus 120. Yeah, I'm aligned with Ryan here. Uh, the Panthers, they did a piss-poor effort against the against the, uh, the Devils, but this is a good bounce-back spot for them. You know, that was a back-to-back, and they played their, their rookie goaltender two games in a row. So... Uh, yeah, I like the Panthers here. Uh, the Pan- the Penguins have been uh, pretty feisty without their their two main guys, but the Panthers are a, a great team top to bottom. And, uh, yeah, I've, I've lost a lot of money fading them over the past two years, so uh, let me join their bad wagon now and back them to beat the Penguins. We're brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a new free-to-play app that lets you sync your fantasy football league and bet on the matchups. You can cash out for gift cards when your bets hit and even help raise money for charity along the way. It's a brand new company looking to grow their early adopter community. It's a slick app and it's fun to use. One of the reasons we love it is they also offer prop betting. So if you're in a state that hasn't legalized gambling yet, you can get in on some prop bets on Better Fantasy. It's totally free to play. Download today for iPhone and Android. Check them out today at betterfantasy.com SGPN. That's B-E-T-T-O-R fantasy.com slash S-G-P-N. Have you heard about Price Picks? Price Picks is daily fantasy made easy. I love this and I know you will too. Price Picks has the best NHL DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NHL props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as the bottom six grinders. They offer any prop you can think of from shots to goals and everything in between. 
you can pick two to five players and an over-under on their projections to win up to 10 times on any entry, and it's just you against the projected numbers. They allow mixed board entries as well, so you can take the over on a Connor McDavid prop combined with the under on a LeBron James prop in the same entry. You can use the, the award-winning app on both the App Store and Google Play. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less, and PrizePix is safe and offers fast withdrawals. So don't hesitate. Check out prizepix.com and use promo code SGP to get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Or go to your app store and download the app today. PrizePix is daily fantasy made easy. Uh, moving down here, we have the 7.30 p.m. slot. Uh, looks like the Washington Capitals against the Detroit Red Wings. The game itself is in Detroit. Uh, Washington money line pays off minus 135. Detroit money line plus 115. The over-under is set at 6. Both over and under are paying minus 110. Uh, Ryan, what do you got here, bud? Yeah, this is a really interesting one because both of these teams are, are at the 500 mark, wins versus losses at Washington 6-6, six and six, Detroit 7-7 seven and seven here, which we were not expecting whatsoever heading into the season. The Capitals, we're really not sure what they are yet. I mean, they, they're missing Oshie. They're, they're miss, missing Mantha now too, but the Red Wings are a bit surprising here too. But I don't know if I can pick a side, but I do like the over. I feel like these are two teams that aren't very defensively sound. There's going to be goals going back and forth. So the over six at, at minus 110, I feel like is, is a good play. Yeah, likewise. Again, I, I like the over here. The The Red Wings can clearly score at will. They, uh, they're, their expected goals against the others are almost six, which is ridiculous. And the Capitals, too, they, you know, we talked about Ovechkin. He can score two or three on his own. You know, both power plays are, are firing on all cylinders. Uh, and neither the goaltender, whoever starts in this game, is going to be at the, you know, they're not they're not the top goalies in the league. So I, I like a lot of goals scored in this one as well. Give me the over six. Dude, yeah, I'm, a, I'm leaning a bit more towards Washington money line this one, guys. I think at minus 135 against Detroit, I kind of think uh, the Vegas odds makers believe that they're going to be looking past this game. They do have a back-to-back that we'll be playing on Friday as well. But I still kind of like that. Washington's a pretty good team. Obviously, we talked about it earlier. Ovechkin's pretty red hot. And, you know, they may not be the greatest goaltending in the league, but between Samsonov or Samsonov and Vanek, they're pretty kind of similar, right? They're a steady 1A, 1B. I like Washington money line on that. Uh, moving down to the 8 p.m. slot, we have the San Jose Sharks against the Winnipeg Jets. The game itself is in Winnipeg. Uh, looks like San Jose is expected to start James Reimer. He's been pretty red hot this year so far. Uh, kills me to say it as a Leaf fan, but anyway, San Jose money line pays off plus 155. Winnipeg money line pays off minus 185. The over/under is set at 5.5. Both over and under paying minus 110. Based off exactly what I said. James Reimer's been pretty hot. I kind of leaning a bit more towards the under in this game of 5.5. Um, and as a team, too, the Sharks are six in the NHL for goals against. So worth keeping that one in mind. Yeah, I like the Sharks here, too. They, this is the third meeting against the Jets already this season. They had two meetings in San Jose. They won both of them by one goal, 4-3, and then 2-1 in overtime. I mean, the Sharks are just their team that that's winning surprising games here. I mean, they won as plus 200 dogs in Calgary. I can I can see them doing it in Winnipeg, too. Winnipeg's lost two straight. So at a line like this, plus 155, I'll sprinkle something on the Sharks. Yeah, we're uh, agreeing on everything today, apparently. I also like the Sharks here at that number. I want to bet the Jets because I like cheering for those guys, and, and they do play well at home. 
and uh, Elderbuck's been a little better um, since coming off the. Yeah, he played well against the Blues after coming off his uh, illness or whatever and the birth of his child. But uh, the Sharks here at plus 155 is a good number because the Sharks have uh, been a lot better than we expected. Uh, they, they actually, they they didn't just win luckily against the Flames. They actually uh, played pretty well in that game. And that's what they've been doing all season long. So, yeah, plus 155, you can only look to the, the San Jose Sharks. Something that's given me some pause is it looks like the I mean the Sharks have been hit by COVID pretty hard. It looks like Meyer, LeBanc, Carlson, Semek, Vlasic are all out indefinitely with an illness as of as of a, a week or two ago. Maybe they'll be back, but I I'm not sure what the status of them are right now. Well, all their AHL guys are stepping in. It's <laughs> <That's laughs> going true. on almost all season. They're they're just <laughs> fulfilling their uh, their depth there. All right, moving down to the 8 p.m. slot. We have the Nashville Predators against the St. Louis Blues. The game itself is in St. Louis. Nashville money line spang off plus 160. St. Louis money line minus 180. The over-under is set at 5.5. The overpay is minus 105. The under minus 115. Honestly, with uh, with Nashville coming off a of back-to-back, uh, I know they just slapped, uh, slapped the stars around tonight. They're probably feeling pretty good about themselves. I think the Blues are just going to dominate the shit out of them. They're going to put them in their place. I'm taking the Blues puck line, minus 1.5. It's paying off, plus uh, 145. The Blues are the real deal this year, guys. They're 8-2-1 and one on the year. I know we were pretty hot on them going in. Then they lost a few. We were kind of skeptical. But out of those eight wins, six of them have been by two goals. Nashville's coming off a of back-to-back. They're not the strongest team in the league. I like the uh, the Blues puck line paying off, plus 145. It's a good look there, yeah. I, I wasn't sure what to, what to take with this game with the Predators being in a back-to-back. Not sure who they're going to start in net. But yeah, like, like you said, the Blues look like they're going to be the real deal this season. They've at home, they're three and one, eight and three overall. They're the better team. I, I can see Nashville kind of having a bit of a letdown game after a big win in Dallas. You might have been higher on the Blues than I was part of the season, Talon. <laughs> I did not think that they would be this good. Uh, I remember talking about their defensive death just being awful. But anyway, they've proven me wrong so far. And, uh, yeah, they deserve to be near the top of the Western Conference standings. And I agree with you in this game. I, I do like the puck line there at plus 145. Or if uh, you don't have the kind of balls to lay that number, then uh, take them in regulation at minus 115 or so. Uh, but, yeah, either way, the Blues is the right side here. Beauties. All right, moving down to the 9 p.m. slot, we have the Vancouver Canucks against the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, the game itself is in Colorado. Vancouver money line pays off plus 150. Colorado money line minus 170. The over/under is set at 5.5. The overpay is minus 120. The under plus 100. This is a this is a battle of two out of three of Joel's teams here. So we'll pass <laughs> the buck right over to him. Uh, this is uh this is when I do have the balls to lay the minus one and a half at plus 150. <laughs> Uh, yeah, the Canucks, they've beaten bad teams. They've lost to bad teams, but they've lost to like nearly every good team they've played. And they're going on the road now after a pretty, uh, lackluster homestand and the abs, you know, they're, they're hungry. They lost McKinnon, of course, for a few weeks, but the rest of the team is getting healthy and they have a lot more talent across the board. And, uh, after losing two games to the horrible fucking blue jackets, they're going to be <laughs> just dying to let out their, 
their uh, energy on into the Canucks and just crush them. So, uh, yeah, give me the the puck line here, minus one and a half, plus 150. I'm glad you're so confident in the abs because I was liking them here, but I wasn't sure with McKinnon being out. So, yeah, I, I feel like the abs are the better team even without McKinnon. I mean, you said they Vancouver has not beaten a good team yet, and they, they really haven't. They, they have, what, they have four or five wins. They beat, beat the Rangers in overtime, beat Dallas. But besides that, have not been good, too good on the road. Um, Yeah, Avs here. We're, we're going to see Joel at this game holding up a sign saying, I, I just hope both teams have fun. <laughs> wearing one of those jerseys, you know. I was about to say. One of that just NHL jersey. Yeah, uh, the double ones. The Kane's hat. <laughs> 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 All right. I'm uh I'm stepping away a bit here, boys. I'm kind of leaning a bit towards the under at 5.5. It's paying off plus 100, so obviously Vegas thinks that we might have a bit of a shootout here on our hands. But with no Nathan McKinnon, plus Demko's been pretty hot in net backing up in uh in Vancouver there. I think this is kind of a sneaky under game, but I could also totally be 100% wrong and there could be four goals in the first period, but I'll take my chances at the plus 100 and I'll take the under at 5.5. All right, moving down to the 10 p.m. slate here. We have the Anaheim Ducks against the Seattle Kraken. The game itself is in Seattle. Uh, looks like Anaheim money lines paying off plus 145. Uh, Seattle money line minus 165. The over-under is set at 5.5. The overpays plus 100. The underpays minus 120. I don't understand this line. Last time I was so fired up about a line against Seattle was Minnesota, and somehow Seattle beat them. With that being said, Anaheim's been pretty good to me as a team this year. I've been making some good money off them. I'm going to ride with the Ducks here at plus 145 money line. Yes, yeah, Seattle's bad. They're they're not a good hockey team. Grubauer is kind of being shown his flaws without a good team in front of them. Uh, Ducks have won five in a row. I also don't really get this line at plus 145. Um, I also may lean towards the under here. The Ducks have played four straight under games. Seattle can't really score that much. The only chance of it going over, I feel like, is if Anaheim puts up four or five, which is a possibility. But I like Anaheim here as plus 145 dogs, and I do like the under a little bit. You remember what I was saying about the analytics guys loving the Kraken? <laughs> well, just wait for this line to go up because they'll be betting the Kraken. You'll get a better number than the Ducks. I guarantee this line will be over plus 150 by the time puck drops. But that said, I'm not I'm not betting against the Kraken in this spot. I don't think the Ducks can win all these games in a row. I think they're they're due for a loss in the Kraken. They have been playing hard. You know, they're not a great team, but I do think they're still better than the Ducks. And uh, I can't touch the side here, but I do like the under under five and a half. I'm just going to fade both offenses and doubt they score six plus goals. Grubauer should be in this game. I think he's better than Dreger, who who had a horrible game against the Knights. So. Uh, yeah, and the Ducks, hopefully they start Gibson. But if they do, that that under five and a half is, is looking pretty good. Here it is. All right, moving down here. We have, again, at the 10 p.m. slate, the Minnesota Wild against the Vegas Golden Knights. The uh, game itself is in Vegas. It looks like Cam Talbot's ready to get the start for Minnesota. Uh, Minnesota money line plays off minus 105. Vegas money line minus 115. The over-under is set at 5.5. The overpays is minus 115 as well. The under minus 105. I'm leaning towards Minnesota here, guys. Money line at minus 105. I know Vegas is, they're a strong team. They started off a little slow out of the gate. They are heavy on the injury bug. But the Wild themselves are 4-2-0 and on the road this year. and They're looking like a pretty good team themselves. They're not as boring as shit as they used to be. I'm taking Minnesota minus 105 on the money line. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. This is a back-to-back, but they are starting Talbot against Vegas, and it shouldn't be hopefully too much. Hopefully they were rolling all four lines in the third period of a of a blowout game against the Coyotes. I haven't really had a time to check the time on ice, but yeah, the Wild kind of seem like they're rolling now. Cam Talbot's been really good in net, 7-2, and two. so I feel like this, this is a great line at, at minus 105. We're agreeing on way too much tonight, boys. <laughs> I love the Wild here. Uh, they played the Coyotes today, but it's it might as well not be a back-to-back because they didn't have to put in their A game. They won the game in the first period already. Uh, they're going to be playing uh, the better goalie in this game, Talbot. Um, the Knights, they're just, they're just brutally injured. They don't have the talent to keep up with the Wild here. The Wild should be able to score three, four, five goals on them. Uh, yeah, I have to take the Wild here as well. Well, that pretty much covers our Thursday slate. Let's uh, jump right into our Friday slate here. We got five games on the docket. Uh, looks like the first one at 7 p.m. We have the Edmonton Oilers against the Buffalo Sabres. Uh, Edmonton money line pays off minus 175. Buffalo money line plus 150. The over-under is set at 6. The overpay is plus 100. The under minus 120. This kind of screams over to me, boys. If you look at who's expected to start, now it is on Friday, right? So that could change. It's still two days away from when we're recording this. But it looks like Skinner and Tukarski are set to start this game. How the fuck do you not take the over with Skinner and Tukarski supposed to be in net here? I like it. Six at plus 100. Worst comes to worst, you hit that number and you push. Yeah, the over here is, especially if those goalies are starting, is looks good. I mean, I'm seeing Mike Smith could be back for that game, but I'm not sure. And it's tough to handicap because the Oilers do play tomorrow night in in Boston. But I, I still like the Oilers here. I especially like the Oilers over three and a half team total. They've scored five or more goals in seven of 11 games so far. Buffalo's allowed four or more in their last three games against kind of lesser teams. The Capitals tagged them for five. Detroit got four in overtime. And Seattle put up five on them. And and the Sharks put up five as well. So I, I could see Edmonton coming out, McDavid scoring a few, putting up five or six on them. Yeah, once again, we're uh, in agreement. The uh, the Oilers, I expect them to lose to the Bruins. so And they're going to frustrate them. And I think the Oilers will take out their... Uh, your frustration on the Sabres here, and they'll just they'll just crush them three, four goals, and the Sabres can score themselves. Yeah, it doesn't matter who's to the Oilers starting net. The, the Sabres should pot a couple, and the Sabres, of course, they don't have a good goalie between the two starters they have. So yeah, the over six plus money, I love that bet. You mean you don't love forty-year-old Craig Anderson anymore? What the hell? <laughs> I saw enough of him in Colorado. <laughs> yeah, true. I forgot he was there. Good yeah. point. Do you feel like the last one out when it comes to sports betting? Don't know where to start? You can understand where the market is moving, which smart bets are out there, and have some fun listening while you're at it. BetQL Daily is the must-listen show for sports bettors and sports fans alike. Host Joe Ostrowski, Joe Giglio, and Aaron Hawksworth serve up wagertainment the sports talk you love with the betting insights you need each week weekday. This crew gives you what you want to hear. It gives you the insight you need while also being entertaining. It's fun to listen to. It's informative. It can help you win some money. You can find out where the market is moving across all of the week's biggest sporting events. And if you missed out on earlier games, BetQL Daily has you covered there too. They have recaps from some of the biggest recent moments in sports. So if you're not sure where to start with sports betting, 
Start with BetQL Daily. Listen weekdays, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Odyssey, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. The SGPN app is now live in the App Store and Google Play Store. The app gives you easy access to all our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss us an app review and download the SGPN app today. All right, moving down again at the 7 p.m. slot, we have the Philadelphia Flyers against the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, Carolina, or the game is in Carolina, rather. Philadelphia money line pays off plus 130. Carolina money line minus 150. The over-under is set at six. The over pays plus 100. The under minus 120. Uh, what do you got here, Ryan? This is a tough one here. This is my actual team going against my betting team within the division. Uh, Carolina, I don't know if I can bet against them. They're, they're, they've just been so good besides that game in Florida where they gave up three power play goals early on. They had that big win in Tampa Bay. They're coming back home. On the other hand, though, the Flyers have been resilient this season. They've bounced back from losses. Um, but I, I do like Carolina here. Um, possibly a look at the under as well, especially if Carter Hart is starting. It is going to be a back-to-back for the Flyers, though, on Friday and Saturday. So it could be Martin Jones, who has played well this season, too. But, I mean, Hart's obviously a better goalie. The Flyers have played, what, six straight unders in seven of the last eight. Hurricanes were under under last time against Tampa Bay. I see possibly a similar game here with the Flyers trying to slow it down. Yeah, once again, <laughs> we're seeing the same <laughs> oh, things. <fuck>. Yeah, <laughs> God damn we're going to lose. We're going to go for open 12 or something. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, the Flyers are a sneaky under team this year, apparently. Um, no longer the high-flying, high-scoring team of the past with Carter Hart playing well. Canes have been in some high-scoring games, but uh, they've also shown the ability to shut teams down. And, uh, yeah, with both teams kind of playing conservative, both goalies playing very well, I I can't look anywhere else but the over right here. Yeah, I don't even know if I got to say it. You guys just covered everything right there. Take the over, and uh, Carolina's an absolute wagon. Oh, the under, sorry. The under there. And Carolina's an absolute wagon, so Carolina, too, pretty much covers it. Holy shit, we might be in trouble here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, again at the 7 p.m. slot here, we have the Washington Capitals against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, the game itself is in Columbus, so it looks like Washington money line pays off minus 140, Columbus money line plus 120, the over-under is set at 5.5, overpays minus 115, the under minus 105. Uh, Joel, what do you think? I think that you have to wait to see what happens in the Capitals' Red Wings game for this one. I don't have an opinion on this game, really. <laughs> the, <laughs> I first thought maybe the, the over, being on a back-to-back, a lot of goals scored in back-to-backs. Um, and both teams have found some offense. You know, uh, the Blue Jackets being released from Tortorella's suffocating style, hard-hitting, physical style. But, yeah, I can't find an angle in this game until we see how the Capitals play tomorrow. Yeah, I agree there. I think everyone should uh, go to the go to the Slack sg.pn slash Slack for our, on Friday to see what our reads are on this game because right now you can't really get too much. Um, I do kind of like going to the props. I do like some Capitals shots overs or some Columbus saves overs. Uh, Capitals averaging nearly 32 shots a game. Blue Jackets giving up nearly 35. And Ovi's Ovi's been shooting a lot, so he may be up to three and a half or four and a half, but that could be worth looking at. All right, these two might not be ready to give you a pick here, but I sure <laughs> as shit am. 
I'm taking my pesky red fucking hot Columbus Blue Jackets. They, they're they currently on a three-game winning streak. They're 5-1-0 and at home. I'm all in on Elvis Merzlikens here. Let's go. Even if it's Jonas Corposalo getting the start, both of them can play nap for me. I'm in on the Blue Jackets. We kicked some ass last week against uh, Colorado. I say we're ready to go here and crush the Capitals at home as well. Bring it up to a four-game winning streak. Bring that home win streak record up to 6-1-0. Let's go, Jackets. Columbus wagon. We're going to be calling that your second team pretty soon. <laughs> I am all for that, bud. If they keep paying out for me, I am all in. <laughs> all right. Moving down to the 7 p.m. slot here. Again, we have the Calgary Flames against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, the game itself is in Toronto. It looks like Calgary money line pays off plus 130. Toronto money line minus 150. The over-under is set at 5.5. Uh, the over pays minus 120. The under plus 100. Boys, Leafs are hot right now. I know, uh, I think we got six wins in our last seven games, not necessarily against the greatest competition. We kind of laid a bit of a stinker there against LA last week. Toronto money line at minus 150 isn't exactly the greatest line. So what I am kind of looking at here is the over at 5.5, uh, paying off minus 120. Obviously, these two teams saw a lot of each other last year playing in the, the Scotiabank North Division. Uh, in nine games last year, uh, four of them did go over. So it's not exactly the greatest, but they did hit five in two of those other five games. So there is potential for a lot of goals here. Obviously, we've seen the firepower that could, that Toronto can have up front if, uh, if the top four gets going. Keep in mind, John Tavares' status might still be up in the air. So see how that one plays out. But the Flames can score too. So at 5.5, I like the over. Yeah, that's not a bad look. The Leafs looked really good tonight against the Flyers. And Thursday night, I, I like Calgary and Montreal. But Friday, I... I like the Leafs just as much, if not more, against the Flames in a back-to-back. I imagine they'll start Markstrom against Toronto and and Vlader or whoever else against Montreal, but not sure yet. But even with that, I think the Leafs are kind of figuring things out. You said they didn't beat any great teams, but, I mean, they had to win against Tampa Bay in overtime. They beat Boston 5-2. The Flyers are decent. It's I like the Leafs here, especially with the Flames on the second half of a back-to-back. Is our podcast live? Because I'm seeing the Blue Jackets just getting steamed like crazy. <laughs> they went from plus 120 to plus 105 right after Talon stopped what? talking. So. <laughs> Everybody's listening, man. Everybody's listening. Yeah. We, we got a wire. We got on guys this, in the States betting on drafting for you or something. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're clearly on the right side there. Uh, but anyway, as for this game, these are two teams that uh, I don't like, but. They're teams that I have to begrudgingly admit that they are playing well. It'll be a first game of a road trip for the Flames, but the Leafs, you know, they're, they're red hot, like you said, six or seven. Yeah, I, I don't have a solid opinion of this game yet, but my lean would be to the Leafs based on their the uh, the home ice advantage because when they're playing well, the, the, the home fans get behind them. It's when they're on a losing streak they tend to play bad at home, but when they're playing well, the home field – Home ice, they get some advantage. So, yeah, I would take the Leafs at this point on Wednesday night. Beauties. I like it, Joel. That's three games in a row you're on the Leafers for me. Gets me fired up. That's not confirmed. That's not confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving down to the last game on the Friday Nighter. And what a game it is at 8.30 p.m. here. 
Screw it. We got the Arizona Coyotes against the Chicago Blackhawks. The game itself is in Chicago. Uh, Arizona money line pays off plus 140. Chicago money line minus 160. The over under is set at 5.5. Both over and under paying off minus 110. Chris, what are you picking this game? Like, it's not even really worth it to bet Chicago money line. They should probably win. But if I had to bet anything, I'm taking the under here at 5.5. Uh, fading both teams. Arizona's 32nd in the league for goals scored, and Chicago's right by there with 30, or sorry, at 30th. Uh, I don't know. This is, I'm not even going to watch it, probably not even going to touch it, but if I did have to pick, the under at 5.5 is the play. Yeah, yeah, this game, my notes, I have one word written down. I have shit show. This is a game where no one's going to watch it. Unfortunately, it is the, the 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 later game on the slate. It's the only 8.30 game. The rest of them are at 7. So we may be forced to watch it and potentially live bet on it. Um, I do like the under. Um, in Arizona's last four road games, they scored 1, 0, 1, 0. Oh, and 1 after that. So in their last five road games, they've scored three goals total. <laughs> um, Chicago has the potential to put up goals with Taves, Kane, Debrinkat kind of finding their game, but I don't know if they will. The under here, but you, you have to wonder if just the shittiness cancels out and th- these teams kind of go back and forth like the Coyotes did with the Kraken in a 5-4 game, but I don't know if that'll happen. I don't think Coyotes are going to do much on the road. Give them the under. You know, I got to get some uh, supplies for Saturday. I got to get some some stuff my tacos I'm going to make. And this is the perfect <laughs> opportunity because I'm not going to be watching this game. The Coyotes might be the worst team that we've seen in the last 20 years. I mean, if you watch them, they're just brutal. They give up so many chances and they can't create chances. And the goaltending started off a little okay, but now it's just totally fallen off. Vamelka isn't, uh, isn't the, isn't the stuff. So, uh, yeah, I actually like the over here. Because uh, the Coyotes are also playing on a back-to-back, so they might even not play Vimelka in this game. So you might get uh, Carter Hutton, and we all know how good he is. So my lead would be to the Blackhawks and the over. I want to give a uh, preemptive shout-out to everyone that's going to be in the Slack at 10 o'clock on Friday looking for a DGen live bet on this game. <laughs> Well, uh, we'll see what we can do for you guys for sure. Maybe if Arizona pops one early or something, uh, that money line for Chicago might move up. So either way, fuck Arizona. Hashtag uh, free Jacob Chikrin. He hasn't been playing too well. Well, has anybody been playing well for that team? He's just giving up on his team. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, no, free Phil Kessel. Kessel is the one who's going to be moved. Yeah, he'll be gone. Yeah. I, ho- sure. I hope Gostas Bear is too. At the deadline, someone needed a power play quarterback. It'd be a great pickup. How many draft picks can they have? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, who, who are they even going to ice for a team? Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. All right, boys. So that pretty much covers our Friday slate there. So uh, Thursday and Friday, we are locked in. Let's, uh, speaking of locks, look at that segue. Holy shit. Fucking chalk that one up. <laughs> um, Let's uh, move into our mortal locks, our dogs, and our totals here. Uh, Joel, you kicked ass, uh, kicked ass last show. How about you lead us off? Two shows in a row now. Thank you very much. <laughs> Going to lead the way with the Islanders. I think they're a much better team than the Devils. Minus 130 is a steal. Like I said, all four lines are better than Devils four lines, and the defense, not even close. I uh, can't wait for P.K. Sluban to uh, get another <laughs> another fine and get suspended. After this game, because the Islanders are going to be in their zone most of the time. Uh, yeah, Isles will shut them down. 
they're going to win this game. And for the dog, I'm going to go a little different here. I'm going to take a plus money, but it's not a dog. It's the Avs, minus one and a half against the Canucks. One of my six or seven teams. Uh, uh, even without McKinnon, I think that they'll they'll dominate this game. Uh, it's like, uh, you know, when your star player goes down, the rest of the team steps up. And now we have a rest of the team because all the other guys are coming back. And, uh, yeah, the, the Canucks, like we said, they haven't beat good teams. So, minus one and a half. Let's do it. Five, two abs. The Flames and the Canadians under five and a half is my total because neither team is uh, willing to win games five, two, six, two, seven, two. So, uh, yeah, under in that one. Let's do it. Beauty. I think everybody should be on that. All right, I'll jump in here next. We got the, for my lock, I will take Washington uh, Moneyline minus 135 against Detroit on the Thursday slate. Uh, we talked about it a little bit. It is the first game of a back-to-back for Washington, but honestly, I don't think it matters. Always should go in there and just absolutely dominate Detroit. Uh, for my dog, fuck, I wanted to take Columbus here, but I don't even think they're going to be dogs by the time uh, by the time we get to that game. Maybe I'm onto something. <laughs> um, I'm going to take the the Ducks money line plus 145 against Seattle. I don't know how the fuck this is the line. That's absolutely insane to me, but I'm on the Ducks here. Let's go. They've been good to me. Give me a quack, quack. Um, and then for my total, we just talked about it. Uh, Leafs flames over at 5.5. Uh, I do like that a lot based off what I saw the two teams battle about last year. So the Leafs and flames over at 5.5 for the total. I'm sticking with the same team there. I, I like the Flames, but I like them on Thursday at minus 140 in Montreal as my lock. They're on the road, but they're 5-1 and one on the road. The Canadians are just bad at this point. I'm going to fade them as much as possible. So give me the give me the Flames there at minus 140. P- possibly look at a puck line play, too, if you want a, some plus odds. Uh, for my dog, I'm going with the Oilers. I think they're going to bounce back. Boston's tough, but plus 125 for, for a team that's only lost twice with someone like McDavid who can kind of turn the game on, turn the game on its head. So give me those a plus 125. And then for the total, uh, Thursday night, Capitals, Red Wings over six at minus 110. I feel like that's going to be kind of a high-flying game. You could see the Capitals put up four or five themselves. Anyways, well, that uh, that pretty much covers most of this up. Uh don't mean to drop this on you here, but uh, do you guys have any any thoughts on the Saturday slate? There's a couple of good games I'm looking at right now. Looks like Florida versus Tampa. So we have the Battle of Florida there. That'll be a banger. Um, Rangers against Columbus. Uh, St. Louis, Carolina. There's a couple of good games on the slate here. I have not had a chance to look. I'm, I'm pulling up the slate right now. I know the Flyers. How can you forget about the Leaf Sabres? <laughs> there. Oh, what a game. <laughs> you know what? Yeah, I swear to God, the first like games I used to go to were always Leafs versus Sabres because they were the cheapest ticket back in the day. <laughs> yeah, I'll be right in prime time, Hockey Night in Canada. That'll be one of my TVs, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Not by choice, eh? Yeah. <laughs> you got Boston and New Jersey at 1 o'clock. Maybe get a after- sleepy afternoon under game there. Uh, Montreal and Detroit. Detroit may not be that, be that big of a favorite. You can look at Detroit there. Like you said, Panthers Lightning gonna be a good game. Could could go under. It could be like a similar to the Carolina, but you could see that rivalry rivalry and the physicality pick up. Blues at Hurricanes could be a good game. Hurricanes back to back. Um Arizona and Nashville could get a good price on the Predators. 
Yeah, so, some some solid Find a good price, minus 300. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see, I, I don't know. The Canucks I love... Nights will be a game that I'll be tuned in through for, for all three periods, you know, late night. Hockey Night in Canada again, that'll be an interesting one. Probably lean to the under in that one, seeing as both teams are finding uh, problem scoring. Yeah, Sharks Avalanche should be nice. Yeah, that's all I'm looking at. Blues, I'm Hurricanes, lo- great game. I'm loving uh, Minnesota against Seattle here. Kind of a redemption game. Seattle was able to beat Minnesota last time they played, so maybe that'll factor into the line. I doubt it will, but who knows? Keep an eye. You might be able to get some good odds on that. Good point. Mm-hmm. All right, boys. Well, uh, that pretty much covers it here. Uh, before we do get going, just want to remind everybody again, go check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Network website. Like I said earlier on the show, always lots of cool articles in there. Uh, and check out the Slack group, especially for this weekend slate. We'll be dropping all of our bets and predictions and all things of that nature in there. Live bets, props, everything in the Sports Gambling Podcast Network Slack channel. Shout out to all of our pals in there. Yeah, and make sure you uh, check out the podcast, subscribe, follow, rate, review, wherever you listen to your podcasts. For a quick link for Apple is sg.pn slash hockey. And for Spotify is sg.pn slash hockey s. Go there, leave us ratings and reviews. really helps a lot. helps kind of grow the show. We can hopefully all make some money together. Beauties. Well, I am uh, Talon Jenkins. You can find me at Twitter at Talon underscore Jenkins 94. I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertsop. I'm Joel Meyer, and you can find me trying to stop bending the damn Leafs. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, boys, we'll uh, we'll catch you guys uh, next week for sure. Peace.